1: with your amex card entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears
0: warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical black buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco if you're an adult age 21 and older Around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop. Little Middlecop weekend mailbag. Way you get in on the Three and Out podcast is fire into those direct messages. At Job Middlecoff is my Instagram. DMs wide open. Fire in the DMs. Very, very easy to do. Uh, Obviously, this will be a big mailbag. Not big, but I mean, I'll bang out your mailbag questions. But I did want to hit on the big news on Friday afternoon with the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. I have been hard on polls for two main things. One, didn't love when he got the job He said, we're going to take back the North. I just think this league's too hard. The Packers have just owned that division for so long. Minnesota's been really good. Even if you're really good at your job and you have a lot of self-confidence, I just thought that was a really unneeded comment. And then the trade that he made during the season to trade his second-round pick for Chase Claypool, I just didn't like it. I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers fleeced him. Did listen to him with the Pardon My Take guys. He is a likable guy. Like, I I, I don't have any... I, it's not like I don't like the human being. He seems like a really good guy. This was a fantastic trade. You know, to, get, to go to nine, to get an extra second-round pick, to add a next year's first-round pick for a team that could be pretty bad, to get a second-round pick, you know, in three years, but to me, to add DJ Moore, a high-end player who can easily make Pro Bowls, who is under contract, like, it's a no-brainer. It it, it really is, you know? And they didn't have to go back that far. It's probably a 15-player draft. Well, think about this. Three or four quarterbacks are going to go in the top five. So that is going to push down players. And there's a chance that, depending on how this Jalen Carter situation plays out, he could be sitting there. They can get an offensive lineman, They got a bunch of cap space. They can sign offensive linemen. This offense is a lot more interesting with DJ Moore, Mooney, draft a guy, commit, add a running back to go with fields, add some offensive linemen, you know, and then build the defense over time. You might got something. This is a high level move. And I think from the Panther standpoint, this is a desperation move. And this feels much more like the owner than Frank and the general manager. Because I love Bryce Young. I I think he's an excellent player. The only question mark is he's short, which is a question mark. Like, most short guys do not become Russell Wilson. It became very difficult for Kyler Murray. He started getting banged up. Tua gets thrown around like a ragdoll. Now, I think this guy is better than those two players at playing quarterback, but it's still pretty risky. Now, all reports point that they're going to take C.J. Stroud. A guy that I never in a million years would have taken number one overall, Until I watched the Georgia game, and just based on that game, he was, you know, he was an elite player. The scrambling ability, the playmaking ability, we know how great of a natural passer he is, but I still think that's a pretty big question mark. Like, is that something he's going to do all the time? And then they diminish their team by getting rid of DJ Moore and obviously the picks, but they do have, you know, extra picks because of the Christian McCaffrey trade. So I, I understand why you do this. You have to be aggressive, but as a DMer pointed out to me weeks ago, most of these trade-ups, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, they fail. They do not work. Mitch Trubisky, they traded up a spot. You know, that they backfire. The amount of times that you trade up and you get Patrick Mahomes is few and far between. So for the Bears, clearly this was their best offer. And it makes sense once you factor in DJ Moore over a pick. Like, I, I would rather have DJ Moore under cost control than a second-round pick. And it's going to be hard in this quarterback class to get three first-rounders, even though I only view it as one first-rounder, because you swap. So you give up one for nine, so that's that cancels each other, each other out, and then you get an extra first-round pick. So, you know, interesting. This is why the NFL's king. Uh, you know, it's fascinating. It also gives... The reason you do this if you're Carolina is, you know, it just gives you unlimited amount of time to do whatever you want and meet with any player. Because now every single guy they want to meet with, do extra work with, is going to, like, hey, Bryce, I need an extra dinner. Hey, CJ. Hey, Will Levis. Hey, Anthony Richardson. We need more time with you. What behooves them to give them that time? Because they know they have the number one pick. So kudos to Ryan Poles. And hold on to your ass (laughs) if you're a Carolina Panthers fan or David Tepper. John, question about stocks. Would you recommend somebody to sprinkle something into Tesla? And what are some others you recommend? I'm currently invested in WWE, Sleeping Giant, if Vince sells this summer, Shopify, Zillow. Uh, I I actually have DocuSign, which was booming for me. Lost about 20% on Friday. Uh, I, I have Snapchat, basically banking on TikTok going extinct. Uh, I have Netflix. I have some other like uh, rare earth materials, EV, climate change stuff, uh, which is just getting destroyed. Uh, I'm not a great stock trader right now. So I I would not necessarily ask me for advice. The one thing on on stocks like Tesla and some of those to buy now, uh, I think it doubled in like the last six months. Now it's down about $25 from about $200, but it went from about $100 to $200. You know, I think late last year up until like earlier this month or, you know, probably within the last 30 days, it started coming back to earth. But I get nervous with some of these growth stocks that have just accelerated at insane rapid speeds. And, you know, where's Tesla going to go from here? Now, I I do think they are a powerful company. They make a fantastic car. I've driven in several. I've driven one. They're badass. So their product is elite. And I think depending on how you look at this, like Zillow, everyone who looks at homes and most people, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in your 20s and 30s, you just go to Zillow a lot. So now, can they make money? They have something powerful. Now, can they figure out a way to monetize it? Like that thing should be a behemoth. I I love Zillow in theory. Now, is the stock going to work? You know, shit, I I don't know. Uh, Hope so, because I'm going to keep investing in it. I may be completely wrong, but do you think that one of the reasons why some of these quarterback-needy teams are not going after Lamar now is because they know he'll be available next year and they don't have to give up the picks? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think a huge reason is not the picks. I think people will gladly give up picks for sweet players. If you can get Khalil Mack, if you can get Jalen Ramsey, if you can get Matt Stafford. Now, two of those were the Rams. You know... Jerry's traded for Amari Cooper. The Niners have traded for players. I I don't think people are afraid to trade for players, impact players. I think teams are afraid to give $230 million. So to even do this deal, to be willing to give up the picks, it's about, you know, okay, I'm giving up the two picks. What deal will he be willing to sign? And really, I wouldn't give up the picks until the deal signed. And most owners... Remember last year, Dave Tepper pulled out of Deshaun Watson... Because he wouldn't give him the contract that the Browns gave him. This is a business. This is just business. And I see so many people on social media like this is less about football and more about like is is this guy even remotely good enough? And the risk factor is so high to give a guy this much money. I think if he's like, hey, I'll sign for 150 million dollars, I think five teams yesterday would have traded for him. I think the Carolina Panthers would have done that. Basically, the deal they just gave up. But I I think it all comes down to finances. I I, I really do. Now, would someone give him a bigger deal if they didn't have to give up the picks? Right? Like, would I give him $200 million if he was just a true free agent? Yeah. I, I, I do agree there. I do think he'd be more likely to get more money if no one had to give up anything. Like the cousin situation. He just hit free agency and he got $90 million, whatever, six years ago. Been following your show for a handful of years and enjoy the different outlook than a lot of the other shows. My question point is all this talk of Bryce Young being as good as he is, a lot of the things being said about him is his vision and smarts are the same things that were said about Josh Rosen and Josh had the size on him. Just a thought, wondering what your opinion is. Yeah, I I think Bryce is much more of a playmaker. You know, Josh was a true between-the-pocket-couldn't-move, just a natural pocket thrower. To me, Josh's comp... If he would have worked, would have been more like a Joe Flacco. You know, best case scenario was like he never obviously got remotely close to this, but like Carson Palmer, Bryce is more like a like a Deshaun Watsony, Russell Wilsony type player. You know, a playmaker behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but he's but he's got really he's got excellent vision ability to go. To, to me, his instincts have a, as a passer and just understanding of what he was doing at Alabama were elite. His arm is, you know, I, I would say out of a 10, it's like a 7. But his ability and just feel for the position is unreal. I think the question mark is he's just small. So one is he, now, he was playing with enormous offensive linemen in Alabama. It's more like if people throw him to the ground, will he get hurt? Now, he played He played Georgia, and I saw him two years ago, got peppered in that national championship game. What happened? Kept getting his little ass back up. I'm a fan. I I, I think he's really, really good. Been listening to you for a while. love the content. I'm a Lifer Pats fan that recognizes how lucky the last 20 years have been. I love Bill Belichick, and I think there's still a place for him in the organization, but I think he's our biggest issue. He's too good of a coach to ever be picking in the top five or the ten in the draft. Agreed and he's too arrogant to ever trade up, agreed. We lucked into Mac Jones two years ago at pick 15, and Mac had an amazing rookie year for the player he is. Then Bill decided to essentially waste a year of his rookie deal by hiring two of his friends to be the offensive coordinators, and it was a a disaster that everyone had predicted. Hiring Billy O to be the OC this year was a good hire, but everyone knows Bob Kraft probably forced his hand on that. Bill has always been the guy to move on from players a year or two early rather than wait for them to decline. Should the Krafts do the same? Here's the problem. Belichick is such a legend, and he accomplished so much, and he's just so beloved, you know, what he brought to the table, that it is hard to fire the guy when he's the guy, if you're the crafts, that has made you so much money. But, you know, he's over 70 years old. He is a curmudgeon, and I say that in a good way. Like, it's 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 a benefit. It's worked toward his, you know... Prowess as a coach, you know, during his run. But now it's, you know, if you're, it's one thing to be a curmudgeon when you're going 14 and 2 and getting the number one seed and hosting the AFC Championship game and going to every other Super Bowl. It's another thing when you're winning seven, eight games, you know? No one wants to be around the asshole when times aren't going well. So I, I have a hard time seeing the crafts fire him. I, I, I don't know. I, honestly, I can't predict how this thing ends. My guess is it ends weird. You know why? Because things usually in sports with an aging legend, whether it's a coach or a player, end weird. So I, you couldn't pay me to write the script how it's going to end. Because I do think it's very, very difficult for the crafts to fire him. And like you said, it, it, it's hard for them ever to go like five, six wins. They're always going to be like eight, nine, ten, and maybe they get a maybe they get the seven seed or maybe they miss it by a game. But that's the shittiest spot to be in. It'll be interesting this year with with Billy O. And over the next week, you know, they retain Jacoby Myers. What do they do in the draft? He never drafts receivers high very well. But do they draft? And this isn't a great receiver draft. What I would imagine they do is take a tight end, a really good tight end draft. So you know they're going to be good on defense. You know they're going to be good on special teams. But it's going to end weird. <laughs> you just, you know it is. It's not like they're going to end with like back-to-back playoff uh, bursts and Bill's going to be like, okay, see ya, I'm going to retire. Which is what I admire about the guy. Like I like about Bill Belichick that he's just different than everyone else. It is he's, he's been a fantastic sports character in the uh, in the reality television that is the National Football League. He he has been a star character for twenty plus years. But like you know shows get canceled and it kind of feels like Belichick's you know especially you know sometimes characters die off or leave. Feels like Belichick's coming down the home stretch. Get off the bench. Bet the NBA
1: with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. Doesn't matter if your first bet is an airball. You'll get up to $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Okay? All on a top-rated sportsbook app at FanDuel that's safe, secure, easy to use. Don't miss out. Just visit Fanduel.com slash Colin, Fanduel.com slash Colin. Then place your first bet, $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states, Fanduel's offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit Fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342, Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit slash chat, Connecticut. 1 800 with it, Indiana. 1 800 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com, Kansas. 1 770 Stop, Louisiana. Call 1 800 327 5050 or visit www.mahelpline.org/slash problem gambling. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org, Maryland. 1 877 8 Hope, New York or text Hope, New York 467 369, New York. 1 800 522 4700, Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia.
0: Two big gripes from other fans I hear about Mike Tomlin is his lack of coaching tree and the staff size. I know that how much each coach makes isn't public, but the Steelers have frequently have one of the smaller coaching staffs in the league. Why do you think that is? Rooney's being cheap? Tomlin's preference? That's a question I honestly don't have the answer to. Uh... I doubt they're being cheap. Now, they are old school, and you know, 20, 30 years ago, there weren't 75 million coaches on staff. Now, every position has an assistant. Every side of the ball has seven analysts and three quality control guys. You know, Belichick, back when they were kicking everyone's ass with Tom, had one of the smaller staffs. So, I, to me, Tomlin's less about the, uh, the size because you're right. I mean, that's probably some Rooney's. It is a little weird that they have not had a losing season in what? You know, in his reign, in his tenure as the head coach, and he doesn't have one like Robert Sala. He doesn't have one LaFleur. Think how many. Kyle Shanahan's been coaching six years for the 49ers, has multiple head coaches. That's not even counting the other guys that he kind of created. So, yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, hell, people getting hired from Sean McVay. I, I don't know what to tell you. I like Mike Tomlin, but you raise pretty good points. The coaching staff doesn't bother me as much. Like they they don't they don't feel like an operation that is losing or winning because the coaching staff's not big enough. I I, I think sometimes some of these coaches probably are stealing. Let's let's be real. There, there's a lot of analysts and assistants. What the fuck are they doing? Let's let, let's just call a spade a spade. There are a lot of guys in the league making 100, 200 grand, working like assistance of an assistant, which I, you'd be hard-pressed to know what they're doing. Question about Lamar and non-exclusive tag. Could the Dolphins reach an agreement that the Ravens decide not to match, knowing the Dolphins don't have a 2023 pick? Would their compensation not come until 24 and 25? Also, if the Lions went for Lamar, they only have to give up their, their native pick at 18, I believe, and keep the Rams pick. Well, on the latter part of the question... The rules, as someone stated to me uh, around the league, does not dictate what pick you you give up. So if I have back-to-back years, let's say like the Texans, and I have multiple first-round picks in 23 and 24, I can give whatever pick I want. And like the Lions, they do not have to give up the Rams pick. What I read about the Dolphins situation is you do have to have a pick in the upcoming draft to make the trade before the draft. What Florio wrote is you could make the trade after the draft, which, you know, w- we're going to learn a lot in the next week. What's going on with Lamar. Cause if he's just on the team, that, that would still be on the table because if I was the dolphins, I would think about trading my two first round picks after the draft. Now they picked up their fifth year option on Tua. I don't know, man. I, I couldn't do that based on the concussions. I I, I just I just couldn't do it. David Tepper is the second richest owner in the NFL, and as a new owner, might not be as loyal to the old ways. What is stopping him from acquiring Lamar and giving him the guarantee he's looking for? Obviously, they immediately go from the worst best quarterback. Blah blah. Well, this was obviously between before uh, the next time you're in the Bay. This is a uh, Sandy's take and bake pizza. Check that out if you're in the Bay Area. Well. Obviously, they just traded up to the number one pick. But remember, and I mentioned this earlier, they were going to trade for Deshaun Watson until he mandated $230 million in the Browns. Like, he wasn't going to do that. Like, Tepper's aggressive, as you see with this trade, as you see with Christian McCaffrey trade. I, I do think he's a great businessman. And his understanding, like, paying Deshaun Watson $230 million is bad business. Honestly, paying Lamar Jackson $230 million, even if you're a Lamar Jackson fan listening to this, I think you kind of got to admit that's not great business or the risk on that is pretty insane, right? Like right now, the economy is a little weird. There's no way around it. And honestly, it could get really weird in the next three or four months. That's what it feels like. Banks are going under. Weird shit's happening. Uh, You know, cars are getting repoed at a super high rate. Usually that's a telltale sign. Uh, The companies are going to keep laying people off. I would not recommend putting a lot of money in the stock market. But if you pick the right couple stocks, who knows? Maybe it rips. But it'd be pretty easy to lose right now. And Lamar feels like a pretty fickle stock. When it's going good, he's awesome. But he can get injured. He hasn't played that well in the playoffs. Uh, But there is some business to him just on your team. If he's on your team, there's a, uh, I don't know, just a positive vibe around you because he's Lamar fucking Jackson. But that goes away fast when you don't play well or you get injured. I'm a lifelong Browns fan who has suffered enough. In your eyes, what would the Browns have to do this year to be considered a success? In my eyes, they need to make the playoffs and probably win a game. I think they missed the playoffs. Defense Stefanski gets fired. Your thoughts? Well, when you pay a quarterback that much money and now he's going to have a full offseason, uh, they changed their defensive staff, I think they're, its playoffs are bust. Now, you don't have to win the division because that's clearly pretty difficult, Right? Bengals are now a powerhouse the Steelers are a stalwart of being consistently good but I think you got to win 10 plus games you you can't have the highest paid quarterback in the NFL now it's a weird situation because he hasn't played in a long time and obviously last year he I mean he just didn't look good but I gave him a little pass but still like coming into this season he'll have a, he'll have played very very limited amounts of football in what 24 months even more than that 30 months like he he just hasn't played that much football because of the injury because of the uh whatever happened in I guess he didn't get hurt huh uh-huh. he played the last year for Bill O'Brien they had an awful year he had a great season the next year he demands a trade and then he sits out the season and then last year he suspended so i guess, I guess it's been a year and a half of missed games when he come back week 11 but yeah i mean you you're paying a quarterback 230 million I think it's playoffs or bust. Where would Kenny Pickett rank in this draft class? You're probably asking the wrong guy. Now, he did look good toward the end, but I, Kenny Pickett's, Mac Jones's, you know, Kirk Cousins is the best version of that. Like, those aren't really my style guys. I have a lot of respect for Alex Smith. A lot of respect. But he's not really my type of quarterback. Like, that mold of quarterback isn't my cup of tea. I kind of like the higher-end talent. I'm more of a boomer or bust guy. Uh, he went 20th last year. Bryce would go ahead of him. C.J. Stroud would go ahead of him. I mean, Levis and Anthony Richardson are just in a different universe as physical talents. Uh, so at least one of those guys would go ahead of him. Yeah, he's, he'd be behind those guys probably. Now that doesn't mean where you go in the draft... Like Just because he went 20th doesn't mean, like, given his situation, you know the Steelers are going to always have skill guys. Their defense is going to be good. They already got Najee Harris. They got some wide receivers, maybe draft, you know, another impact skill guy this year. Like, doesn't mean he's not going to be better than those guys. I say this all the time. Where you go in the draft is the most overrated thing ever. We we bitch and moan, like, how'd this guy fall to what, pick 60? I mean, so 59 guys went ahead of him? Like, that's not – that doesn't mean you suck. And that doesn't mean half those guys aren't going to be good. Hell, you can go on the third day. Think how many third-day players, any team, anyone that's listening to this, wh- whoever your team is, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, how often it's like, oh, our starting corners in the fourth round, our starting guard came in the seventh round. They're rookies. So I, I, I think some of that stuff can be overrated. Uh, for the mailbag, are you a believer in Bryce Young? especially if he's on the Texans, will he be able to make an impact on the league? I love him in a dome. I, I like him a lot. If I'm the Houston Texans, I think it worked out pretty well. Cause you know, let's just say the Texans were never going to take CJ Stroud. So if that's who the, the Carolina Panthers end up taking, losing that game didn't hurt him. They still end up getting Bryce Young. So that, that move wasn't the end of the world. Uh, now, if they take the quarterback, the Panthers do, that the the Texans wanted, that That would be a problem. But I, I'm a huge Bryce Young fan. He's short, and th- that is risky. Like, typically, star players are not short. Ky- Kyler Murray, you know, his best football might be behind him. Russell Wilson is built like a little tank. And Russell has a better arm than Bryce. And Russell was a third-round pick, you know? So the, the the stress, stress is the wrong word, the pressure that comes, once you get drafted really, really high in any draft, that is just like the elephant in the room. That, that, that is like this thing that just kind of hovers over your head the rest of your career. Oh, James Wiseman, he was a second overall pick by the Warriors. He sucked. James Wiseman, second overall pick. I saw Greg Oden couldn't come out of his house because he was so ashamed how terrible he was because of his knee injuries. Think how many busts over the years we've seen in like the top five in the NFL. It's just, it, it's so much easier to be a bad player in the third round. Like no one cares. When you're a high pick, I, I've been to a million OTA practices. It's the only guy people are looking at. Where's Khalil Mack? Where's Nick Bosa? Where's Amari Cooper? Where's this Javon Kinlaw? McGlinchey. I, I've seen it for the last decade with the Niners and Raiders going to their practices. So number one, I remember when... uh what was his name? Carl Joseph. Reggie McKenzie drafted Carl Joseph. I think out of West Virginia. And I remember standing next to him. I was like, God, this is their first round pick. He's really small. Jimmy Ward, Buckner and Armstead. It's it's the first thing you do at a practice in shorts and t-shirts is look for their first round pick. And the higher that goes, the more you're like, God, this is a lot of pressure on this guy. I'll never forget seeing Cleo Mack. I'm like, Jesus, this guy's big. God damn. I remember texting a buddy on the staff like at the end of OTAs before they went to summer break. I'm like, what, what do you think of Khalil so far? He's like, best player on the team. I'm like, that's usually a good sign. You know, when, when you draft a guy really high and it's immediately like, yeah, hey, he's the best player on the team. You know, sometimes it gets rocky. Remember a couple years ago, Jamar Chase couldn't catch a cold? It's what's fun about sports. You know, it's reality TV. Eagles fan have the right to be just as excited about their quarterback situation for the next 15 years than other fan bases. Jalen Hurts literally what you get when you combine the leadership and intangibles of Dak with the on-the-field ability of Lamar Jackson. And that sounds like a damn good player for years and years to come. Guess this was this guy's take on on uh, on Hurts. If Hurts doesn't get injured this year, he's the MVP of the league. And Patrick Mahomes was unreal. But if Hurts had stayed healthy, he would have been the MVP of the league. So you should be very, very excited. The only pushback I will say... Money's not going to phase this guy because he is locked and loaded. I do just want to see him do it like three straight years. Part of being like a great player, Mahomes, he does it every single year. Rodgers for 10 straight years, elite. Brady, Manning, Breeze, every single year. That's the key. That's the hard part. Now, I'm with you. Why I would bet on him? The person. You bet on the guy. Right. that To me, I bet on the guy as much as I do the traits because he is a focus cat and he was unreal in the biggest game of his life in the Super Bowl. But you invest, let's say they give him $160, $170 million, that just add new pressure to him. Now, he's been around big pressure his whole life. Starts at Alabama. Start, transfer starts at Oklahoma. Comes to the Eagles. Wally pips, or I guess he didn't get injured, but he gets benched. Jalen never looks back. Three years later, gets him in the Super Bowl. So he just answers the bell at every fucking turn. But th- there's a difference of having a couple good seasons and having like an unreal career. So I'm excited. I we need more good quarterbacks. He's very likable. I'm a, I'm a fan. He's convinced me. I, and I didn't like him at all coming out at all. Hell, I didn't like Lamar Jackson either. He turned me. I know this. Starting today, let's say the money's equal. They're both making forty five million dollars. I would take Jalen Hurts for the next five years and Lamar Jackson, without question. Wouldn't even hesitate. Could be proven wrong, but I obviously I think the Eagles would too, and honestly I bet the Ravens would as well. Have a good weekend. I think I'll be back. I'm coming on Colin's show on Monday morning. Talk soon. Peace. <laughs>
1: Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust-Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy. And you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust res- When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.